Gulf South, my name is Jonathan Tucker. I'll be the moderator for the meeting. And we are at Lakeside Presbyterian Church. So if none of these things make any sense to you, you are at the wrong place. <laughs> for those who are at the right place, welcome. Let me open in prayer. Our Father in God, as we gather together for our meeting today, um, give us joyful hearts that we got here safely, that we can get together freely, uh, that we can worship you freely. Help us never take that for granted, to understand this by your grace that we have this ability to do this. We pray for the conduct of this meeting. We pray for charitable hearts and spirits, loving fellowship, Hello. and a productive meeting. We ask for all these Hello. things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Mr. Clerk, our determination of our quorum is two teaching elders and four ruling elders from at least two different congregations. It appears that we have that. Do we have a quorum? I would recommend that you declare a quorum to be present, Mr. Moderator. I, I declare a quorum. Um, next item of business, this is an important one. Brian, would you please uh, bring a motion for us? Brian, I'm Alexandria. Mr. Moderator, I move that the standing rules be suspended to allow newly registered commissioners and observers to participate in the 20th meeting presbytery. By a video conference or teleconference. Motion has been made. Is there a second? We're doing this because we have a lot of people who are calling in uh, or dialing in on here, and our standing rules don't accommodate for that, so we are making a provision to do that, and we're going to deal with this uh, shortly. It does require a counted vote of two-thirds, so I'm going to need some help with some counters. Can I get a couple volunteers just to help count? Brian? Victor, welcome. All right. Um, all in favor of the motion to suspend the rules to allow duly registered commissioners and observers to participate in the 20th State of Meeting of the Presbytery via video conference or teleconference. If you are in favor of this motion, please stand. And only commissioners can vote, please. Eighteen. Eighteen and nine. Twenty-seven. If you oh, please be seated. If you are opposed to the motion, please stand. There are zero. The motion carries. Okay, adoption of the docket. Mr. Moderator, I move the adoption of the docket as it is found in the second edition of the White Book. Pages one and two. Motion is to adopt the docket as provided in the white book. Is there a, do we need a second for this? Is there a second? All in favor say yes. All opposed, no. That motion carries. Okay. Well, we, we, yes. You got to let the people online vote. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, we are. We have to let the people online vote. Well, that's up to you. You're the Zoom. I'm going to give them 15 seconds. The Zoom czar. Okay. It doesn't take long to switch. Yeah, just make sure I pause for that. Thank you. We're good. Okay, we're good. No objections. Okay, Tyson, are you in the room? Please come forward. Teaching Elder Tyson Taylor, pastor of the church here. Uh, 
Uh, thank you, Mr. Moderator, and welcome to everybody to Lakeside Presbyterian Church. We're pleased to to, uh, to host Presbyterian in the middle of the apocalypse. It's a, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we've, we we kind of expected a big crew, and then we kind of found out we're 50, 50. You know, that'll be good. You know, so I think we have like a little, maybe maybe 61 people who are going to be here this weekend. Um, let me kind of go over just some of uh, the things that you would want to know. There are bathrooms in the front here in the lobby, and we are not real generous when it comes to bathrooms. I think we've got one single shooter for the men, and we've got a couple for the ladies, and I think the ladies' doors stick, so good luck with that. Uh, we also have uh, bathrooms in this hall right here, and then bathrooms in the Fellowship Center next door as well. Uh, we're going to have a meal in the Fellowship Center, and it's being cooked uh, off campus by some uh, some really unsavory barbecue pit masters, and it's supposed to be really good. I think we've got uh, like a, a beef tenderloin and ribs and all kinds of stuff that uh, that's going to be pretty delicious. We're going to be eating together in our fellowship center, and uh, if that makes you uncomfortable, uh, because we will be taking our masks off at that point, we can help you find a, uh, a little hole or closet, or, and I don't mean to be, say that in a belittling way, we'll find a place where you can eat and not have to be so exposed. I, I do want to be uh, sensitive to that as well. I uh, appreciate you all being here under these conditions. Let me tell you... Um, kind of our standards for the protocol for COVID stuff. And because uh, that's kind of, in being in our church, we're kind of functioning under the direction of our session and respecting their rules. And the rules that our session have given out is that when we are together convened in meetings that everyone will wear a mask unless um, you are up here at the podium speaking. So I'm gonna ask you to do that just kind of in respect of your fellow presbyters as well. Um, that being said, we're so pleased to have you. Uh, we're pleased that we're together and we know that the Lord will be glorified in our time together in our worship tonight. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tyson. Uh, let's see, we're looking for a password to get on the internet. Well, we got to be careful giving that out, apparently, so Tyson's going to speak to that. Uh, short, short thing, uh, we're not going to be able to give that out. And the reason that we're not going to be able to give that out is because we're fighting a big bandwidth battle right now. Uh, the number one priority for us is to be able to have people participate at a distance. And if we give out the password to everyone in this room and we all log on, it really kills our bandwidth and our ability to reliably uh, have that out to people. So they're cellular. I think that uh, um, maybe there's somebody around here who can help you get on a hotspot, but unfortunately we're not going to be able to do uh, Wi-Fi passwords today. I'm so sorry as host. So 75 people are joining us. Um, so if you so if you do not need to be online, um, please uh, don't get online so we can keep the bandwidth open. All right, uh, appointing staining committees. Uh, Mr. Clerk, you are leave, leaving absences, but what else do we need to do on that? Um, nothing. Okay. We have reflection and thanks. Scott Castleman, thank you. And then bills and overtures. We do not have any bills and overtures. Is that correct? Mr. Moderator, I have not received any bills or overtures from Sessions, and I don't see any now, so I guess we don't need a Bills and Overtures Committee. Okay, very good. Well, at this time, we are looking uh, for first-time commissioners and guests. Are there any first-time commissioners and guests among us? Yes, sir. Stockton, Alabama. Stockton, Alabama. Thank you. 
Yes, sir. Thank you. Welcome. Is there one over here? Yes, sir. Thank you. Welcome. Yes, sir. Thank you. Welcome. Yes, sir. Thank you. Anybody else? Well, we want to welcome you all. Thank you for thank you for being here, Mr. Moderator. Yes, sir. I would move the seating of any corresponding members. These would be uh, teaching elders who are members of other presbyteries. Uh, move you that they be seated as corresponding members, which gives them privilege of voice, but not vote. Okay. Do they have to be here physically present yet? No, they can be okay. zooming too. All right. Thank you. Okay. Unanimous consent motion. Mr. Clerk. Mr. Moderator, I would move you the adoption of the unanimous consent motion. And just so that everybody understands, this is meaning unanimous. So um, if anybody has something they don't approve, then we have to take that out and, and vote on it separately. But I would move you uh, all of the items that are listed on the unanimous consent motion in the white book on uh, pages one and two. Okay, those items are included in your white book, including the minutes from the last two Presbytery meetings. Uh, do we need a second for that motion? Is there a second to, for the unanimous consent? Second, um, are there any discussion or any items that need to be removed? We might want to wait, make sure the folks online have a chance. Okay. We're good? We're good. Okay. Any items that need to be removed or any discussion? Any amendments to the minutes? Hearing none, the motion carries. Okay. Next on the list is uh, the Coordinating Council Report. Mr. Moderator, I think Alan Trafford was going to offer this report via Zoom if, if he is available, Corey. Do we have our chairman on? I'm here. Wow. Hello? Yes, we're here. There he is. Wow, there oh, you can hear me. Hallelujah. Okay, let's uh, do the coordinating council and let's begin in prayer. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, ever gracious in your love for us. By your Holy Spirit, we pray that you would fill up what is lacking in the work of our hands. May the words we speak, may the uh, deliberations we bring be acceptable in your sight, and may they redound to your glory. We ask it in the name of Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Yeah. Um, there are two items for your information at the beginning of the report on page five. You can read the first, and you can rejoice at the prospect of meeting in person next January, maybe even before that. I would like briefly, if I may, to speak to the second of the information items. Council has heard of churches facing extreme financial difficulties as a result of the pandemic. Motion number four over the page is gonna to speak to this issue. But for now, I want to remind you, per member asking is not a head tax on our churches. It's an entirely voluntary meal means by which we support the work of the presbytery. Now, um, ordinarily, that's a good thing to support because it reminds us of our connectedness, but that should not be at the expense of the ministry and mission of the local church. If you are struggling as a local church, give yourselves a break. Presbytery will survive. 
I'm serious. Um, if not paying your presbytery per member asking this year would help your church to stay afloat financially, that's absolutely fine because voluntary means voluntary. Anyway, moving on to the motions. You've already dealt with the first one. The second motion also deals with electronic participation in meetings of the presbytery, and this is the second reading. So if it's approved, it will become part of our standing rules. I'll read it, and then if I may speak to it briefly. On behalf of the council, I move the following, that the following addition to the standing rules presented at the 18th stated meeting of the presbytery on September the 25th, 2020, be approved. This is 3.7, provision for electronic participation. When a quorum has been established of those physically present, Presbytery may allow other duly registered commissioners and observers to participate via video conference or teleconference, provided that all of the members participating can hear and speak to each other simultaneously. Well, I so move, and Mr. Moderator, may I comment? Council moves this, or Chairman moves this. Does it need a second because it comes from the council? It does not need a second. So, go ahead, Mr. Chairman. Well, let me say that this is a uh, strictly permissive motion. It doesn't require that we do this till Jesus comes. Um, it couldn't, of course, bind future courts of the church, which may decide in their wisdom to reverse it or to suspend it. But it does allow us during these rather strange days to do the work of the church, despite our inability to be in the same place at the same time. Um, like every other motion, it may fall foul of the law of unintended consequences. It might, for example, convince some churches that they can forego the expense of sending commissioners when they can participate by Zoom. Uh, so it might at some point need to be refined or perfected but we think that it would be helpful in the short term. Moderator? Yes, Mr. Clark. I would just like to add as well that um, even though we are called the Presbytery of the Gulf South, we would perhaps more accurately be called the Presbytery of Natural Disasters. <laughs> um, and I would just remind the court that COVID is not the only instance that we have that makes it hard for people to gather. So. Um, this motion would allow us uh, to do this sort of thing uh, whenever it is the court, whenever the court deems it necessary. Yes. More, more accurately, the presbytery of the hurricane magnet is what yeah. it seems to be. <laughs> All right. Mr. Chairman, do we need anything else? Do we need to, uh, let's see. Okay, so the motion's been made. It's been seconded. We've had discussion. All in favor, say yes. yes. All opposed, no. But the let the folks at home vote. Okay, I, I, I'll get that. I'll get that in the last motion of the meeting. I'll figure that <laughs> one out. Are we good? All in favor, say no. We're still on the same motion for the, uh, for the, uh, uh, for the electronic participation. We're letting the people on Zoom participate. Okay, motion carries. Just, just yes or no, one time. Yes or no, okay. Okay, can I move on? Yes, please do. Next, on behalf of the council, I move that the presbytery accept the invitations of Westminster Gulfport to meet on April 23, 24, 2021, and of Hope San Antonio in their new facilities uh, to meet on September 24, 25, 2021. I so move. 
Okay. Motion has been made. Comes from council. Doesn't need a second. All in favor, yes. Corey, note the pause. Waiting for you. Good. Okay. All opposed? No. And motion carries. Next. Next, I move that Presbytery approve the Church Health Committee to disburse up to 25,000 to congregations in need without any further approval and direct the stated clerk and the facilitators to inform its congregations of this opportunity. Again, uh, I'd like to comment, but I so move. Okay, motion has been made, comes from council, doesn't require a second. Alan, would you like to provide some more comments on that? Sure, a brief comment if I may. This is in addition to the relief on per member asking. Uh, it doesn't mean that we have 25,000 available per church, don't get carried away. Um, it means that church health committee would have up to that amount to distribute as needed. We could come back and add some more if we have to. Um, Listen, we don't want churches to close because they can't pay the light bill. Uh, we want to help. Some of our churches have not met in person since last March, and we would like to offer them. In fact, we would like to offer you some help. That's the reason for the motion. If I could take privilege of comment as well as the treasurer, although I'm not switching roles right now, well, we, you'll see this in the financial report. Let me explain how that's gonna work. Presbytery has uh, plenty of money going all the way back to the to the separation of the central south we were uh, distributed quite a bit of funds we have the money to do that this is not part of the operating budget this is just additional funds that we've had in savings that if a church needs some help we have money available to help them but those requests are going to come through either council or the facilitators okay motion's been made are there any other comments on this all in favor say yes All opposed, no. Motion carries. Next. Okay, the next motion, again, is one that most of us would not have dreamed of as being necessary 12 months ago. But here it is. Uh, we propose that the Presbytery suspend Standing Rule 4.3 to allow Jonathan Tucker to continue as moderator for the year 2021, and that Teaching Elder Hector Reynoso continue uh, to serve as moderator-elect for the year 2021. This motion will require a two-thirds vote. You can see our rationale on page six. This has obviously been caused by COVID and the associated difficulties in travel. Hector's elderly, recently widowed mother lives with him and his family. And so he's hesitant, understandably, about infecting her. So this seemed to counsel to be a reasonable way of providing leadership for this year and for the next year, even if Jonathan votes against it. I so move. <laughs> Motion's been made, comes from council, doesn't need a second. We have some comments. Uh, the council in their wisdom thought it would be either funny or punishment to have to subject you to my moderation for another year, but here we are. Um, it does require a, stand, a, a counted vote, so can I get the, some help on counting again? Okay. If you are a registered commissioner and can vote here, if you are in favor of this motion, please stand. 
And if you're online, are we able to, how are we to vote online? You got the count? Okay. Twenty-one. How many? Ten. Twenty-one and ten. Please have a seat. Thank you. Forty. Forty. If you're opposed to this, please stand. Moderator recognizes no one. Okay. Zero. Okay. Motion carries. Okay. Finally, motion number six. Um, as you can see in the rationale, this is actually the General Assembly's response to an ascending overture that we sent up from Gulf South, which is why we haven't bothered having a committee review it. So therefore, without further comment, um, I move that the Presbytery approve descending overture 20A. Motion has been made to approve the descending overture 20A. Comes from council, doesn't require a second. Uh, any discussion or questions? All in favor, say yes. All opposed, no. That motion carries. Mr. Moderator, that concludes the Coordinating Council report. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Next on our agenda, Presbytery Facilitators Report. You want to come up here? Do you want to speak at the microphone? Either one is yours. You have the floor. <laughs> well, Bob, don't do that. It's my lunchbox. <laughs> Better watch out. She'll leave you in town. Let us pray. Dearest Heavenly Father, we thank you for letting us come and do the business of your church. We ask you, look over us and give us wisdom and understanding. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, during these strange times, uh, I have not visited any churches for probably a year. Up until November, I visited one church. And then this week, I visited one church. I'm trying to uh, send out feelers to churches in my area to uh, welcome me to come again. I feel uh, very inadequate by Zoom and by telephone. I think it's important that uh, we meet together to see body language, to understand each other, and to show that the Presbytery does care about you. We are a connectional church. So that is the most important thing I think the facilitator can do. And also, since we do have these funds, you can contact me or Bob or anyone else in the health committee if you all having problems. Uh, we're the ones to get, get the wheels working. Remember, we have no authority, but we can do stuff. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Sorry, the hearing aids come off when I do that. In the providence of God, I was given two name tags. They're incorrect. I am not at Grace Presbyterian and are soon to become doubled pastor there 
on February 13th. I'm not inviting anyone to your wedding, Brian. But Brian, I'd like for us to stand and give him an applause. He's getting married on February 13th. <laughs> Sorry for letting that cat out of the bag. Um, this is a providential beginning because I have two name tags. And that is a picture of where we are in our churches and our families. This is a QAnon tag. <laughs> and this is a Biden tag. And what I mean by that is this. Even in our own family, we have five children, 14 grandchildren, and a grandchild-in-law, even in our own family. There is tension along those lines. And you know what? That tension is in all of our churches, and it's causing serious problems. Let me give you a cautionary tale. It's a true story. It happened to one of our former pastors here in our presbytery, who is no longer a pastor in our presbytery. During COVID-19, he became entrapped by a very clever snare set up by some people who were on the other end of the political spectrum from him. He was very pro-Trump. And these women set about, we have no idea who they are or where they are, set about to create a trap to ensnare him in conversations that he actually did have that were highly inappropriate. Highly inappropriate. I've been working with this man because I used to work with him as a facilitator. The end result of this is this man has now resigned from his congregation. He was given the ultimatum. You can resign or we'll fire you, which, by the way, if anybody ever tells you that, when you resign, you forfeit all kinds of things that, as an employer, is entitled to give you or is forced to give you. That's one. And then to avoid a trial, which would humiliate his children when all of this came out, he renounced the authority of his presbytery. So here is a man, just like you, just like me, lonely, bored, isolated, and he falls into the devil's own trap. I don't know about you, but I have had inappropriate conversations with people more than one time in the course of my lifetime. But social media, that's insanity. So I share that cautionary tale with you, which is a true story, to warn you, to warn me, to be careful because Satan goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he wants to devour you 
and your family and your ministry, and you can have up and smoke all of your education and lose your ordained status, which would mean if such a person were ever tried to become a pastor again, at least in our denomination, it is start from scratch. That's number one. The second issue that I want to bring to you is the death of a friend of mine, Gene Hunsinger. And later you'd have the chance to memorialize him. But Gene and I met in January of 1998 at Katy, Texas, for the first Presbytery meeting that I attended because my congregation and I left the PCA. Gene Hunsinger was also examined at that Presbytery meeting. Gene had just retired as an army chaplain, and Gene took the congregation at Elysian Fields. Golden rule. And Gene faithfully served that church for a number of years. And then at a point, Gene felt it was wise that he seek to be honorably retired. And he did. And then what happened is he began to take churches. For example, Texarkana. Texarkana had a situation years ago when I was chairman of the ministerial committee for Central South where I had to put a minister on trial for adultery. I asked Gene, not in an official capacity to be an interim pastor, but I said, Gene, these people need help right now, and you are about an hour away. Would you help them? He faithfully guided that church through incredibly troubled waters. And he did that in other places, like Laredo, Texas. Gene came down with a malignant brain tumor. And Gene died in December. His wife told me before he died, she said, you know, Bob, he's sort of not here. And I said to her, you know, Marion, I think that Gene is in two worlds now. He has one part of him in the physical world that we're in. And he is about to leave this world to go be with the Lord Jesus. Well, Gene left this world and went to be with the Lord Jesus in late December. And he was a faithful man of God. He was a good preacher. He was an, he was an excellent administrator. And I see uh, Brad Sims, Sim back there, pardon me, always singular. I see Brad nodding your head. He was a faithful man. And I simply, as I close my report, uh, I would like to ask Brad if you would come forward and remove your mask and pray for Marion because she is extremely infirm and they're in their 80s and, and to pray for Marion uh, and the children, if you would. And that concludes my report. Would you pray with me? Father, we uh, come before you today, and Lord, we want to uh, lift up uh, the family of Gene Huntsinger. And Lord, uh, we are so thankful to you for uh, the grace that uh, you showed Gene and you displayed throughout his life and his years of service.
Uh, Father, I am just thankful that uh, I had the opportunity to know him, that uh, I followed him uh, at uh, Golden Rule, and uh, just for the, the wisdom and the counsel that he gave me. Uh, but Lord, we know that uh, you are uh, the faithful God that led him, and you sustained him, and you carried him through uh, all those years of service. And Lord, we know that you will continue uh, faithfully to care for his family. Uh, we do pray for Marion. Uh, Lord, I pray for your uh, hand of uh, mercy to be upon her, uh, that you would comfort her in her grief, uh, that, God, that you would aid her just in her, uh, her physical uh, capabilities or her, her lack thereof. Uh, God, that you would just sustain her and help her. Uh, pray for uh, their kids, uh, that, uh, Lord, you would be with them. And uh, Father, though uh, uh, Jean may be missing, I pray that you would step in and you would fill those roles that, uh, that he fulfilled in that family. Uh, because, God, you are uh, gracious and good. You are kind and loving. And, Lord, you always provide for your children. May your hand of, of grace and love be on Marion and their family. May they know uh, the depths of your love for them. May you fill them up and you carry them uh, along through this life uh, for your glory. And we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Mr. Moderator, yes. may I make yes. a, have a point of personal privilege? I made an unfortunate aside as I was getting up because I hit my knee and it hurt badly. And I made some comment, and I don't even know if you heard it, Sandy, but I need to give credit to my wife. Sandy and I will have been married 53 years Many of you know that I had a breakdown in 2015. More than any other human being in my life, that woman right there nursed me back to health so that I was restored to health. She chauffeurs me everywhere because she's a better driver than I am. Don't remember that, please. But she is the godliest, and I... You're going to be mad at me now, so it's time for me to shut up. But I apologize for making an aside, which was most unfortunate. Thank you. <laughs> okay, next on the agenda, New Church Development Committee. Do we have somebody either online or here for that report? It's uh, Jason Wood or uh, Will Shirley. Jason's on. Well, they don't have to make a report if they don't want to. Do we have any reports in the white book? Uh, no, sir, I did not have a report from them in the white book. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next item on the agenda. Uh, World Outreach Committee. Do we have a representative from the World Outreach Committee? We do. Do we have a report to present? Um, Lanier Wood is supposed to yeah, introduce a video. Okay, give me one minute. And I think we have a video queued up whenever Lanier introduces it. Yes, we're ready to go. So we just need Lanier to introduce it. Okay. Uh, he's ready. You have the floor. What's going to happen here? He is, he is zooming. Okay. Am I queued up? Okay, let me, pray, let me pray for us. King Jesus, we rejoice in your always steadfast love and your faithfulness 
to accomplish your mission uh, of your church. Continue to spread the word uh, of, of your faithfulness. Continue to send your spirit and equip uh, your preachers, your missionaries, and especially ours that are in Lebanon with World Outreach, Lord. We pray for them uh, and all that they're doing. We ask it in your name. Amen. Was well, uh, I have a, just a very brief report, a little two-minute update video from the understalls in our team in uh, Beirut. Uh, just a reminder, you know, as, as we go through these things, we go through uh, our trials. I was reminded of uh, the prophet Jeremiah. Uh, the kingdom of Israel was split, and uh, Judah is in decline, and yet the Lord calls him, and he continues to go, and such as uh, the mission of God, they've continued to go. Our team there has continued to work out and seek to be faithful ministers of the name of Jesus Christ uh, to those that they're called to. And I have a brief update from Nick and Amanda Understall that we're going to show you by video now. Uh, we're coming to you here from Beirut, where we are still living and working. Um, we just want to say thanks to you guys. We really appreciate you um, on all of the emails and encouraging words, um, the monetary support, especially for the scholarship fund that you guys helped to raise this year. Um, it's really encouraging for us to know that you stand with us. Um, just a little update on us. We are still here uh, doing ministry. It has looked a lot different over the last year because of COVID. Um, but we are standing on the rooftop right now. We're really thankful to have that space. Uh, we're able to do Bible studies and visits up here in the open air. It's a little safer. Um, so uh, we continue to be here, to be present, um, which presence speaks a lot uh, to our friends here uh, that we're working with. Yeah, so we've been in and out of lockdowns. We're currently in the middle of a very strict lockdown where we even have to ask for permission to, to leave the house. Um, so everybody's staying at home, nobody's at work. So uh, one thing you can be praying for is just um, for us to know how to use this time uh, being at home, how to, how to continue ministry on via the phone, um, how to be an encouragement and to love and serve uh, the people around us, the people in this community behind us um, while we're stuck at home. And, uh, yeah, and, and also in that, um, the country is in a, a difficult situation right now just with the lockdowns and um, with the, the economic situation continues to deteriorate because uh, for a variety of reasons, but the lockdowns aren't helping. The government still hasn't formed. So just pray for Lebanon um, also as, as just everything is, is made more difficult by, by COVID and by the lack of a government and, um, and just everything. And, and also um, pray for the, the Smiths as, as we hope that they will be joining us soon um, as they try to navigate all these lockdowns and the, you know, the, the worldwide pandemic that, that we're dealing with and, and what that means for them and their arrival. And, um, yeah, so just, uh, we thank you. Thank you for your prayers um, and for your partnership with us. Am I still queued up, Michael? You're good. You know, as I conclude my report, you, you hear from uh, the understalls, Nick and Amanda, and Greg and Elizabeth, 
you know, they've been carrying their families. Uh, they continue to do what God's called them to do. And I think, you know, there's a lot of things we can want to do for them, but they've just asked that we continue to pray. There'll be a, a small team going to minister to them in March. Y'all can pray for that team of pastors. Uh, that trip will be pastoral for them. Uh, you can also pray for the Smiths, as they mentioned. They're packing up. I know a lot of y'all know them around them. Uh, pray for them as they gather their family together. And in these COVID times, of course, nothing is going smooth. So pray for the, both the peace of Christ and that the Lord would guide and sustain the, their steps. Let me close us in prayer. Lord, we do, we give to you uh, our missionaries. They're ours. Uh, Lord, we've put uh, our money down for them. And we also put our heart down for them. And we plead uh, your heart as well, Lord. We know that you care both for them and for their mission more deeply than we do. Lord, sustain them, refresh them. Give your spirit of comfort to them or where they're strained or at the end of themselves, uh, being inside, seeing their limits. Lord, I pray that you continue the work and the good news uh, of, of Jesus Christ. Lord, you spread it into families' hearts, Lord, as I've heard from them. People, families, uh, sharing the gospel in this time as they're stuck in their homes, Lord. What a blessing, what a joy, uh, Lord, that the gospel overcomes, Lord, in our deepest sorrows and greatest fears. Uh, do that in our hearts, do that in our lives, do that for our missionaries there. We ask in your name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lanier. Next item on the agenda is the Church Health Committee report. Do we have a representative from that? Yep, Scott. At Castleman First Presbyterian Church in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, and my faithful sidekick, Robin. <laughs> um, being uh, Will Shirley um, uh, out of Westminster and Gulfport sort of chaired this committee from its onset as it was kind of birthed. Because it seemed like there was a lot of issues that churches were having because pastors didn't pray before their committee reports. So I'm going to pray before my committee report. Good job, Batman! <laughs> God, you're good. We thank you that you never forget, uh, that you uh, always remember and keep your faithful, steadfast covenant promises to your church. We thank you, Lord, that the end of all of our story is the glory of Christ poured out on us through his grace. And we just thank you that we get to wade into that story each and every moment as we um, live life as your holy people. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Being the chair of the church health committee is kind of like uh, the Ghostbusters before the phone started ringing. You know how they would just sit there and they had nothing to do there in the firehouse. Nothing. I'm Gen X. It, it, it was a good movie. You should see it sometime. All it is to say is the church health committee responds to the needs of the congregations as they let the church health committee know what they need. Although nobody ever calls, texts, emails, you don't write. <laughs> um, I, I do think we need to understand the function of the church health committee. So part of what I want to do, um, and Tyson and I are co-chairing this committee, um, we agreed to do that together. Uh, 
um, together we make one good pastor. So I figured it'd be just, um, two primary purposes. Sometimes churches deal with disunity, dysfunction within it. It could be a pastor and a choir director. It could be a pastor and a session. It could be two elders. Um, and and, and it, it, as we know, disunity within the church um, is an affront to the glory of Christ. Uh, it's not healthy. It's not helpful. Uh, it's not good. The church needs to be unified as a protector and promoter of the witness that we have for the sake of the gospel. Um, not all disunity... Um, within uh, congregations rises to the level of we need the ministerial to come in, uh, the ministerial committee to come in and kind of uh, help us in, in some kind of formal sense. Sometimes it's good just to have an objective gospel-centered third party to help listen to, hear where the dysfunction and difficulty or hardship is coming from and can weigh in. Um, just as brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, with, with no, uh, I like, we don't have authority, but we do, we do stuff. <laughs> I feel like the church health committee doesn't come in with authority. It comes in as a neutral third party to help churches navigate um, different kinds of conflict situations within the congregation. That's, that's one of the things the church health committee exists to do. And the second thing the church health committee exists to do is, um, is ministry evaluation or revitalization uh, in the uh, arenas of, of worship, discipleship, and mission, which is the work of the church. So often, uh, faithful rhythms of ministry in previous generations have become deep ruts uh, in the present. And how do you, how do you, how does a church get out of a, a, a good ministry rhythm that has turned into a rut and you're just stuck? Um, it's good to have uh, presbyters in a connectional system be able to come in, come alongside, hear about what's going on, hear uh, your desire to revitalize mission ministry or outreach to the community or how to revitalize the worship ministry in your church or discipleship ministries, children, youth, whatever it might be. And just to have some people with you in the trenches navigating change, which can sometimes be difficult when those rhythms have indeed turned into ruts. And that, that's why we exist. Um, we we are, are, are a committee of committed uh, elders and pastors, prayers uh, to, to listen, to hear the difficulties in regard to conflict or in regard to ministry evaluation, revitalization, and to weigh in um, uh, with prayerfulness, with carefulness, and, and, and hopefully the wisdom that God would give us collectively to move, move churches through times of difficulty or seasons of difficulty. I can imagine a lot of churches are feeling... Um, less than vitalized in light of COVID attendance and whatnot, having to figure out how to do things we've never had to do before. Um, and it could be that the church health committee is a helpful partner with you as your church or your session navigates some of these difficult times. Um, I'm going to invite Tyson to come up and kind of share a little bit about how this kind of thing has helped in his ministry. Tyson Taylor, teaching elder here. Um, it was my first call, and I was at a seminary, and the um, first time I wasn't a director. I'd, I'd been a, you know, a student director or a youth director for, for years and years, but it kind of was in my first call as an associate pastor at a church. And I'm committed to kind of giving this report in a way that's helpful and not damaging anyone else or, or, or speaking ill about anyone else. But the pastor at the church that I was at, um, he needed a sabbatical. And uh, he, he was in a, a tough place in life, and he, and he took a sabbatical. And in that sabbatical, as associate pastor, I think I've been there three years, uh, they asked me to preach. And, and I preached, and I led in his absence, and he was gone. And when he came back, things were not okay. Uh, there were just a few too many comments like, Tyson did a great job in your absence. Um, 
And, and, and there begin to be between us a seed of, of dissent and, um, and frustration. And um, neither one of us were, were always righteous in the way that we handled it. But we couldn't, we couldn't really talk to the church about it either. Because no church wants to hear that their pastors have this seed of division between them. And I was lucky enough to be at, at a church in the Presbyterian of the West um, where we eventually had the ministerial committee come in. And, and, and it, was, it was not a pretty sight. Uh, and what they did when they came in was to tell us both uh, to repent and to love Jesus and to keep short accounts. And, and what I recognized is, is while we in no way are trying to replace the ministry of the Committee on Ministry and what they come in and do, what it would have been nice if there would have been something to do before that, some way in which we would have had someone to reach out to and call and say, listen, we're, have, we're in a tough spot. Can you send some brothers uh, who have some biblical wisdom and have no real authority and no sledgehammer from session, but they could just sit down with us and talk us through this because we can't really take this. We don't feel like we can take this to our elders. And we don't really feel like we want to take this to our elders or our session. But what, what if there were just some guys that could come and be that? And, and so Scott and I, uh, like, like he said, we together make one good pastor. Uh, we take, uh, what was it, my good looks and your intelligence. And we put that together. Listen, we'd be happy to sit down with you. There's others on the committee as well. I think Bo is serving on the committee for the first time this year. Um, and that's the only reason I agreed to be on this committee is because it had impacted my life. And so I hope that if you're in a church and there's, there's any way that we can be a part of restoring peace among your community, or if there's any way that, listen, um, I think, I think that we've got some really talented guys on there too who can talk to you about church growth, who have some experience and revitalization as well. We'd love to be a part of that as well. Thank you. Thank you, Tyson. And I just, I found out tonight that we have a $25,000 expense fund that we can spend on, on fun things. It'll be like Oprah showing up. You get a hundred and you get a hundred. It'll be great. Um, I really do um, hope that you will take um, advantage of some of God's work through the people that are on the church health committee. Um, a lot of times we just feel like we can navigate through things and those things fester and can get worse. And the church health committee is there to kind of be an intermediary as things get a little bit funky uh, and you need a little bit of help or just, a, 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 just a, a unique or a different perspective to help churches navigate the different kind of things that come along. And so that's the role that the church health committee is here to play. Um, and I really did just find out tonight about this $25,000 for churches that might be in financial difficulty or whatever. So we'd love to um, be a part of figuring out where those needs are and, and, and help and distribute those funds in a way that grows the kingdom of God. So uh, thank you all for, for listening. Somebody walked away with my agenda. <laughs> I tried to give the moderator roll away. He wouldn't take it. Okay, next on the list is the Pastoral Care Committee. Do we have somebody from that? Brian. Thank you, Mr. Moderator. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this work that you've put before us, care for your people. And so as we also seek uh, to care for those here, Grant us grace as we strive together in love, in unity, in fellowship, in constancy, and in joy 
at the hope of the resurrection. Help us as we continue in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation to confess he is risen until the very last day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bob Vincent talked about how uh, loneliness and isolation are a real danger for people right now, and pastors are no exception. And so the Pastoral Care Committee is a team of presbyters committed to making sure that our teaching elders in particular are prayed for and cared for, given help and assistance as needed. And so I'll be very brief. As we are carrying on our work, what I am in need of most are teaching elders who would be interested in joining us. The committee has a a balance that we have to have of ruling elders and teaching elders. I have teaching elders that are interested in, um, in no longer carrying out the responsibilities on the committee. And so Uh, For their sakes, I need people to replace them, and if I have volunteers, then I don't have to make victims out of anyone. And so uh, if you would be interested in serving on the committee, please let me know today. Um, The responsibilities involve praying for uh, a number of pastors in our, a number of teaching elders in our body. And so the, uh, all of the teaching elders in our presbytery are divided between different members of the committee. Uh, And so you'd be praying for them and you'd be praying with them. And that is the great majority of the work that we do, praying for pastors and praying with pastors. Uh, And so if that sounds like something you'd uh, like to join us in doing, that is essentially being being helping to pastor pastors, uh, then please speak to me today uh, during the dinner time. Um, That is all that I have. And so, Mr. Moderator, that concludes my report. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. We're making some fast progress on this agenda. Next on the list is an update for the Hurricanes Laura and Delta relief that's going on. Whitney? Would you bow your heads for just a moment and let us give God thanks. Father, we want to give you the thanksgiving. We do joke about this particular presbytery being on the Gulf Coast, but we are one family. We are a group of churches that truly do care for each other, and we give thanksgiving for that. And I thank you for all the churches from Brownsville, Texas, all the way to Daphne, Alabama, and everyone in between who have helped one another during this season that we just came out of where there were numerous hurricanes that hit numerous places. So Lord, continue to be with those who are recovering and there are still many that are suffering. And so we ask for your help as we go forward in 2021. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it has been a journey for a lot of different places. And I remember when I got the first phone call from Corey back around August the 28th, 29th, when Hurricane Laura hit. And then he immediately came over and rushed to help some folks over in Southwest Louisiana with a handful of his friends. And he's come on numerous times, like three or four, maybe five trips that you've made with your church family. And we're so grateful. But the problem was it wasn't just Southwest Louisiana. Mobile, Daphne, all that area, going even further east, Orange Beach, all that got slammed by a hurricane. And then another one came and slammed around Gulfport in that area right there. And then Southwest Louisiana took a second hit in the middle of October. And so most of the folks who were reeling, and when I say most of the folks, I'm talking 180,000 homes 
had something happen to them. If it was poorly constructed, they lost more than just their roof. They lost a lot. And we continue at First Pres to offer to our congregation to join with me every Wednesday or Saturday. And there's usually anywhere from five to ten people that go, and we just concentrate on one home. We've already been able to go to five different homes this particular month, and every home still had a tree leaning against the house. That is hard to imagine if you have never experienced a hurricane. And so I take pictures of numerous other homes when I'm in a neighborhood such as North Lake Charles, where I've been the past month. There are probably about 15 houses where trees have never been touched. And when you add that up over the course of a big city, there are thousands of homes that have yet to have any help at all. So, Corey, thank you for coming. I'll pray there'll be some others that will come in 2021. But I'm going to ask you to continue to pray for our brothers and sisters from all the way in Daphne, Orangeby, all the way across to Houston. Because Houston's still recovering from Hurricane Harvey. There's work going on even in that community. And I also want to tell you that we are excited that we partnered over the last four and a half months with the First United Methodist Church of Iowa. And many of the monies that we've received, you have been a part of providing Thanksgiving boxes, Christmas boxes of food for over 600 families. And through the generosity of lots of people in Baton Rouge, we were able to provide 600 families with Christmas gifts. So I want to tell you, the monies that you sent to us to be the custodian, we are using your monies wisely. So thank you for your gifts. We deeply appreciate all the help. We have a uh, retired contractor in our church. He said, well, what can I do to help you? And I asked uh, Mr. Brost if he would be willing to build a shower building, one that we could connect to a church, First United Methodist of Iowa. It's a little town of 3,500 people, but 3,500 people literally lost a lot in that little town. It was amazing to see, and I still go there every week. And so that shower has been built. It's going to be delivered next week. And uh, I just saw my brother, Alan Trafford, one of his uh, deacon representatives, uh, Michelle Holston, called me a month ago. They're going to send a team. They're going to actually be our first mission team that's going to spend a week. And they're going to live in the church, and they're going to bring their own food. They're going to do their own cooking. And then we're going to give them a list of projects for that week that they're there. So if you're looking for a mission project and you feel comfortable coming to a little tiny town of 3,500 people, please consider coming to Iowa. Email me, give me a call. We will get you the right people to connect with. We can certainly use anyone's help if you have that opportunity and you desire to serve in that way. Thank you, Alan, for Michelle reaching out to us. I deeply appreciate that, and we're excited to go forward. If you were hit by a hurricane or real close, would you stand up for a minute? If your city or community, right where you were, I know Daphne was, Alexandria was, Monroe was, what city? Stockton, Alabama, yes. I can't see with your mask, who is that? Oh, Monroe, yes. Alabama? And Welsh, Louisiana. I've worked a couple days in Welsh. Let's pray right now for all these communities because there's a lot more than just those. Lord God, we do thank you for every single community. And I know I think about southwest of Louisiana. I think about Iowa, Lake Charles, Sulphur, Moss Bluff, La Blue Settlement. Every little community, every little just place that's in that area was literally destroyed. 
And I know it didn't stay on the national radar very long, but Lord, these are tough, resilient, hardworking people who desire to come back just like everyone else along the Gulf Coast. And so we pray that this Presbyterian would remain one family, that we would help each other, that we would not ever give up assisting one another, no matter where the needs are. Thank you for all of my brothers and sisters in this Presbytery. Thank you for all of the work that they've done in their own communities to help get their own communities back up and running. And Lord, we're not immune from it. It's going to potentially come year after year. We don't know when the next uh, natural disaster will be. But I do know this. Presbyterians love one another. They work hard together. And they find a solution. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Our next item, we're moving through the agenda so fast that our next item is supposed to occur at 5 o'clock, <laughs> and it is now 4.02. Some of you committee reporters were not long-winded enough <laughs> to last us through the afternoon. Uh, Mr. Clerk, what are, what are our options as you see them? Mr. Moderator, uh, it would be possible for us to pull some of the reports from Saturday up, up to the present. Um, we have a, a previous uh, Presbyterian moderator. I thought I saw Victor Jones uh, here. Is he the most recent moderator of Presbyterian? He's on the phone. We would, have to have, we would have to have someone step in and be moderator for Jonathan to offer the treasury report. So that could be done. Um, the session minutes review report, I think George is planning on doing that himself by Zoom. And we don't want to take him out of that tomorrow morning. That's really the only item uh, that we can drag from Saturday into today. Are you asking me to make the treasurer's report go for an hour? Well, Mr. Moderator, I, I seem to recall that uh, you commented that that was the key, the keynote of the entire Presbytery meeting and that, that it always deserved more attention than it gets. So um, this might be an opportunity I'm feeling a strong temptation right now. Well, that's tomorrow. Jonathan, uh, okay. Corey just reminded me that it has been our Presbytery's practice in the past for different congregations to report on what's going on in their, in their life and then have the Presbytery pray for them. So while we're um, trying to queue up the treasurer's report, if, if you all could be thinking about some things that you would like to share with the Presbyterian, and then um, and then we can pray for those and have a have a time where we're kind of getting getting to know what's going on in our in our common life together. This may be a, a dangerous thing, but we can open up the floor to presentations of uh, ten minutes or less uh, for your church to give us an update or something that's happening and ask for prayer. Anybody willing to do that? Typical Presbyterian fashion. Once we step out of order, everybody kind of locks down. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Okay, well, we'll leave that open for a few minutes. I don't see anybody else who has served as moderator of Presbyterian. I have a prior moderator to, to serve as in Bill Crawford's home. 
He's on the Zoom. He's on Bill's on the Zoom. I'm talking to him right now. Can you moderate from through Zoom? Sure he can. <laughs> if he's willing. I can only see a few people. Oh, there he is. All right. Are you ready to do the treasure support, Jonathan? I am ready. but none of y'all. Um, Michael, are you ready? Yes, we can hear you. You're on. You're on. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, greetings, everyone. Um, I would recognize at this time that we're ready for the treasurer's report, if uh, Jonathan would be willing to share. All right. Thank you, uh -oh. Mr. Moderator Pro Tem. The treasurer's report has been included in your white book. Included in the Treasury Report of the financial statements through December 31st of 2020. Uh, there was a second, there was a late edition done. So if you uh, printed this out from Michael's first email, you have some incorrect information. We received some uh, late uh, PMA checks for 2020 that updated the report and changed the results. So we're thankful for those. Uh, don't know why the mail um, brought them in so late, but they came. And so we got this updated. If you have any questions more about that, you can ask me. Um, let me just make a couple comments. Alan talked about this originally, but this is something that was a big subject of our last coordinating council meeting. Just to make sure everybody's clear on PMA, take this back to your church. If your church treasurer or somebody uh, is confused on what PMA is, it's per member asking. It is truly a voluntary contribution, the same way that your, your churches would ask the congregation to contribute financially to the work of the church. Uh, the presbytery asks the member churches to contribute to the work of the presbytery. So this is a voluntary contribution. It was always, it will always be treated that way. Sometimes we joke around and call it a head tax or whatever, but that's really not appropriate uh, because it is a voluntary contribution and it is separate from the voluntary contributions you make to the General Assembly. Also want to make a comment about the $25,000 that has been set aside for uh, church health. That is available for churches. Uh, again, it's not part of the operating budget. It's part of the extra funds that we have. And the way that would work is if your church has a need, it's not, we'd like to joke to say it's super easy money, but it's not. Uh, it's not going to be uh, really easy. Uh, the need will have to come through either the church health committee or your facilitators or come to the council for discussion and approval of disbursement for that for those funds but they are available and we do want to disperse them uh, if there's a need all right last on the treasurer's report i provided the budget for 2021 it's essentially unchanged from last year as it relates to expenses i made a couple of changes to uh, reduce some expenses in the coordinating council i also reduced the budget for interest and royalty uh, income so that made a couple tweaks to it, but it's, it's really not that different from the prior year because nothing's really changed except coronavirus has locked everything down. But we're hoping that our facilitators and our committees can resume business and travel 
we have that money in there. So uh, included in that budget uh, is the PMA, which was approved at the last time. But at this time, uh, the budget was approved for first reading at the last meeting. It's now presented uh, for approval. So the treasurer moves that the 2021 budget be approved. Okay, we'll try that a third time. Is there a second? Second. Second. We have a second. Is there any discussion? All those in favor say yes. Yes. All those opposed, no. Waiting to hear from the online tally. The online poll is approved as well. I can't see what happened there. It looked good. All good. And the motion passes. I'm so ordered. Uh, one last thing. Uh, every year, the IRS updates its mileage reimbursement amount. If you uh, uh, incur any expenses on business on behalf of business for the presbytery and would like to be reimbursed for those through the presbytery, uh, and you don't have an expense report, please send me an email. My address is is in the report. Uh, having said that, my email address is not in the report. You can reach me. I don't have a phone number in there either. Who put this report together? Oh, <laughs> that was me. My phone number, 713-256-8341. My email address, J-T-U-C-K-E-R at J, B as in boy, T, C, P, A dot com. And I will send you an expense report and you can send it back to me. Uh, Mr. Moderator, that concludes my report. We have to bring him back up for that. Are we? Nope. I think we're ready for a church okay. report. Okay, resuming the role of moderator. Is uh, anybody would like to present uh, updates on their church? Prayer requests? Yeah, Rhett. I'm sorry? Please, you have the floor. Well, what a year we had, right? We, um, we had never done live stream before. And uh, so when March the 15th came, we, we had our normal service with uh, some helpers to teach us how to live stream. Um, then we bought their equipment and bought their camera. And the next week, we had that same helper come from the local college and make sure we knew what we were doing. And then uh, the next week we were on our own. And thanks to our associate pastor, Bo Kyle, who is a techie genius, uh, we've been doing that ever since. And um, it's been really a, a new ministry for us. Uh, we had never done live stream before. 
and to, uh, to find out how many people were watching us online was tremendously encouraging. It was not only the people in our congregation, it was people outside of our congregation. It was people um, from my previous churches uh, that occasionally watched us, some of my family members that watched us. Um, our soon-to-be associate pastor, Chip Kausser's parents consider themselves like members now, and they live in Virginia. So, uh, you know, to me, it's a, a wonderful thing that uh, the Lord has given us in spite of all the, the awful things that go with a pandemic. Uh, our giving for 2020 was greater than any year in the previous five. And uh, so we surpassed our budget by $100,000, um, even retired some debt. And so uh, at this point, we're, we're thanking the Lord that he's been gracious to us in spite of the fact that uh, we had a difficult situation to, to handle that we weren't really prepared for. And so now uh, when the pandemic's over, we'll, we'll continue live streaming is, is our decision. Our elders are convinced it's the way to go. We were even made a decision this past Monday to upgrade our sanctuary so that it makes it a little bit more um, easy to communicate and connect with the people in our sanctuary. Those of you who have been to First Presbyterian, we have a chapel that is adjacent to the main sanctuary that for my first 10 years, we, we never used. Now we can't do without it. And, and it's, it's not easy to see from the chapel um, what's going on at the sanctuary platform. You, can't, you can see me, but you can't see our pianist or our organist uh, or our choir when we do have a choir again. And so we're, we're uh, at this time trying to put in some, some screens, uh, add a few robotic cameras, and uh, put in a monitor in the back for our, those who lead worship. And um, some of these things for a 160-something-year-old church can be a little bit of a stretch, so we'll see how the <laughs> congregation responds. But the session did approve that Monday night, so we're going forward with that. And we're actually doing it uh, without cost because of a couple of nice gifts that came in from one um, that was bequested by uh, a member of ours who took her life this year. And yet she, before uh, she did that, she had already made provision in her will for a nice gift to First Presbyterian. She was a lifelong member. And so we've lost people like that this year that have been awful, just tragic. And we've, had to, we've been reeling from the loss of several very close dear friends in our church. And I'm sure a number of you have as well. We've lost two members of our community this, this past week. Um, one, uh, a pastor's wife at 48 from COVID. And uh, another 70-year-old um, cardiologist who had COVID, recovered, and then got a bacterial uh, case of pneumonia and succumbed to that. So we know that this uh, pandemic is real, and uh, we know that it's a very serious thing. But uh, we're thankful that in the midst of it, the Lord has enabled us to do some, some new things and some different things. We can't visit people like we normally like to do, which is very frustrating for us as, as pastors um, so we're finding creative ways to, to connect with our folks and to take care of them. We started a shepherding ministry two years ago, and it could not have come at a better time so, so that people have an elder in the church to go to for prayer. And that's uh, and it helped our pastoral care a lot during the pandemic where we have about, for every elder, which we have 16 flocks, for every elder is about 13, 12, 13 families that are appointed to each elder. And so that elder can check on them and make sure they're doing okay. And the deacons also take care of our senior adults. 
and they're assigned our seniors that live at home alone. And that way, if there's something going on in the midst of a pandemic where they need help, they know who they can call. So again, we've been challenged and stretched, but we're grateful for where we are at First Presbyterian in Meridian, Mississippi. Thank you. Please use the microphone. Hey, uh, more than a church report, I had not done the flyer that I wanted to have in this uh, packet. So since we have the time, I want to talk to you about something that is coming up rather than a report. Uh, every year before the season of Lent, uh, we do a book of daily uh, prayers and readings and exercises. It usually um, takes about 20 minutes a day. It's about 200 pages. Uh, this year, it's called In Christ Alone, Discovering Where You Truly Live. We're going to be looking at um, about 85 passages that talk about being in Christ or in Him or in Jesus uh, and taking a look at what it means to learn to live from having our life in Christ. There's some beautiful artwork. We're drawing on the um, writings of James Stewart, the Edinburgh professor, and also Andrew Murray, as well as others. But we love to share that uh, with folks. Um, I would love to say if you're looking for something to read or read with your people on a daily basis during Lent, there's 42 days of readings and prayers. We'd love to uh, let me know by the end of this week, and we can send those to you. Um, we charge $5, which is below our printing cost for those, but we want to be sure they get out. Um, anyway, it, there's also um, a home group leader's guide if you wanted to do a small group. If you are looking for material uh, that helps you focus on Jesus before Easter, we are always excited about the season of Lent. And uh, we're also grateful to be with you in your midst today. Thanks. Thank you, Garrett. Anybody else? Well, Mr. Clark, I think we can probably uh, take early recess and advise our members here to fellowship with each other before dinner's ready. Dinner will be ready at 5 o'clock. Is Tyson still in the room? Tyson, do you want to give some instructions for that? And so as we recess and gather together for fellowship, please remember to observe our crazy COVID protocols, social distancing, wear your masks. Uh, please do that. We would hate to be the ones on the news that... Uh, Shows up on the Mississippi News that we created another hotspot in the state. So uh, there's a lot of space in here. There's definitely space in the covered porch. There's a lot of covered space in the front of the church for you to get out, spread out, and hang out. Um, like I say, the food's being cooked off site, so even if we wanted to eat now, it wouldn't be here. Uh, but at 5 o'clock, it'll be here, and we can go. We're going to go into our fellowship center, which is the building just over here, and there's entrance in front of the, the green grass here around in the back as well. Um, we, th we think that we're going to be feeding 55 people. Uh, we normally, you know, on Wednesday nights, we feed 100 in there. And uh, it's, it's tight for 100, but for 55, we're okay. But once again, we want to be sensitive if, if, you, if you're anxious about sitting in there, taking your mask off and eating with people. Just come find me. Maybe we can find a, another place to set up some tables and chairs for you as well, especially if you have some sort of pre-existing condition. But other than that, uh, why don't we be on recess till 5 o'clock? Um, can I ask a question? Yep. Uh, worship service tonight? Folks who are, are we going to be able, are we, we, will we do that through this Zane Zoom meeting or would they just want to log on to the church website 
I believe we'll be using the same Zoom meeting, Sam. Okay, so both the same Zoom meeting and the link that it goes to that's on our website as well will be live. Right? Okay. Thank you. Um, okay. And it's going to be, where, where do we go for dinner? Our fellowship center, which is just right next door. Like if you were to walk out one of these doors, right next door, if, if you go this way, there's a gym. That's a, not it. Okay? It's the building that's in between this and the gym. Okay, we've uh, reached our, the end of our business for the day, so I will uh, put us in recess until tomorrow morning. We will be starting at 8.30. Is that correct, Mr. Clerk? 8.30 with worship? Yes. Okay. We are officially in recess. I like that. Woo.